Sound check. Sound checking. Right. Sound check. <laughs> All I've been thinking about is California. Here we come, right back where we started from. California, California. Here we come. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> California, and it. The drums go. That's so. I gotta. I gotta go listen to that song on its own. It's good, man. It's good. That's the. Uh, for those of you listening, that's the song soundtrack to the OC, the main theme song to the OC, which we're going to be talking about later on in the show. We started our watch of the OC from start to finish, episode one. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? We've definitely committed to season one, start to finish. Oh, you're you're saying we might not do the whole thing? If I remember correctly, it it takes a steep fall by season three. Yeah, but four is terrible. But I feel like once we get to that point, we're just going to want to finish it. I'm hype still out. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's very little commitment. You're right. Well, we'll talk about that later. Okay. We'll, We'll talk about that later. Um. Yeah, so welcome to episode 137 of Only Like the Old Stuff, the podcast where we ask the question, what's the hype? I'm your host, J-Ho, and with me is the there other host, goes. the other host, Groove, equal billing Groove. Hey-o. <laughs> I'm, I'm so it. proud of you. I was just, I was focused on not having the dead air after it that time. That was my main goal. I, I know, and I and I cut into your your talking, but but with my utterance of surprise. Yeah, you, you got me a little bit, but I I was I was unfazed. I made it through. Good for you. It's episode one thirty seven. No dead air this time. We're here. What's the hype? <laughs> <laughs> What's up? You know, one one thirty seven is a special number. Why? Because 137 kilograms is essentially 300 pounds. I did not know that. I'm not very good with the that sort of yeah. whatever you call that. Like um, metric well, system versus... What? Metric system versus what? Is that what it is? In, uh, imperial? Yeah, imperial. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I don't... I mean, one kilo is 2.2... Oh six something pounds. Most people just say it's two point two. Yeah, and there's there's the numbers where they overlap with like specific round numbers. Yeah, like three hundred pounds. Like when you're, you know, I I only know it because of weightlifting. You know, and that's so like one thirty seven is a particular number that a lot of people know because it translates to three hundred pounds. It's like one hundred forty three kilos is three hundred fifteen pounds. And, you know, 130 kilos is 286 pounds. You just memorize certain translations. Yeah. So I shouldn't, I shouldn't feel bad for not knowing that. 
Not at all. No, that's why I brought it up because I I knew that you wouldn't know that. I thought that you were bringing it up because you're so into the Rizza's uh, numerology. You know. Rizzo, Have you been yes. listening to his guided meditations? No, I need to though. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, he's got guided meditations out there. <laughs> I can't imagine uh, that. But sure, I'm in. I'll do it. <laughs> Sounds like you might need to. I might. I might need to. You start picking up on chess and you oh, know shadow chess. boxing and meditation, numerology. It's all, it's all things I'm already into. I love, I love even numbers. Love even numbers. Um, yeah. So, housekeeping this week. I've got something on housekeeping. You want to hit it with it first? Go for it. Well, it wasn't. Uh, I didn't realize it until today. Okay. So this week, I re-engaged with a very particular snack that I'm not about to say is good for. Like, I'm not gonna ride for it. Like, it's good for me. I love it, mm-hmm. but like if you're if if you're gonna like you can go ahead and try and attack me for it. I'm not I'm not gonna defend myself. Like I like what I like. Okay, but it had been a long time since I had had this particular snack, and as I was like excited to have it today, I realized that it's your fault. You've reinfected my brain. Okay, what is wheat thins and cream cheese? Oh man. That's a delicious combination. Now that they've got these flavored cream cheeses out here in these streets, I'm, you know, I'm going spicy jalapeno. I'm going chive and onion. I'm going garden vegetable. Just slap that between two original wheat thins. Talk to me. They got the flavored wheat thins too, man. So you could like, you could double up on the flavor. I think think that maybe that's too much. You could combine. I like that. They have like the, the like tomato basil ones, I think. But that, oh yeah, the cream cheese on it. Yep. Yep. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. I, I'm, I'm not going to judge you for that. Well, I it wasn't until this afternoon that I realized, wait a second, that motherfucker talked about them cucumber so t- sandwiches. <laughs> we also, I figured out what the thing was. I was trying to figure out that we had eight last week and the week before too is Jackie's been making these, uh, breakfast biscuits on Saturday that have cream cheese and sausage on top. And of course, it's like a it's like a sausage ball that you get at Christmas time, but on top of a biscuit, you know. Damn, just wrecks my. Stomach. I mean, wrecks I'm, my so I, I I'll tell you this: this is going to be cream cheese talk with Jeho and Groove. <laughs> um, this week, I made what was most likely one of the greatest breakfast sandwiches I've made in years okay so my breakfast is basically the same every day i have bacon eggs and vegetables and and then i have some sort of you know complex carbohydrate usually granola Mm -hmm. but the other day well let me say this again i my breakfast is massive right it's like three cups of vegetables a cup of yogurt four or five eggs, three or four pieces of bacon, a liter of coffee, a liter of water, and usually a handful of blueberries. That's that's really my breakfast, right? Yeah. And from time to time, I like to hit people with a picture of it yeah. just to let them know I'm still out here. Yeah. And our friend Glenn Delaney, <laughs> has, he has told me time and again that he is a member of a Facebook group called Taking Pictures of Breakfast Sandwiches. <laughs> And he's like, you really need to, you need to leverage your breakfast 
you know, whatever <laughs> zest or yeah. zeal yeah. and, and make it a sandwich and submit to this group because it's all about the love. And so I had some of this like artisanal cheesy bread that I had gotten from McKinsey. You know, it's like a loaf with like, you know, whatever kind of cheese is on it. It's Asiago. And, um, yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah. I've been trying to figure out that word yeah. all week. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I, you know, I mean, it's the bacon McKinsey had gone to Tennessee. She brought back like four packages of Benton's bacon for me. I don't know if you know about Benton's bacon, no, but That's like David Chang, you know, David Chang is. Yeah. Yeah. We're tight. He, right. He, he basically made Benton's bacon famous. Okay. Like it's just this yeah. little bacon guy in, in just outside of Knoxville, Tennessee. Yeah. And most of his life, <laughs> he's just been a local bacon guy and hams and country ham and all that kind of stuff. David Chang started using his bacon in Momofuku, and then all of a sudden he's like an internationally known bacon guy. <laughs> That's awesome. And, um, so she brought a bunch back. So I made, you know, I made the bacon and, and, and I made some cheesy eggs and I was going to make a breakfast sandwich. And what do you know? I toasted that bread up in the, uh, in the pan with the bacon grease in it. And then I slathered that with some cream cheese on both slices. <laughs> Nothing makes a sandwich better than some cream cheese. Oh man. Yeah, you're right. You you went all in on the cream cheese after cream cheese talk last week. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, I was so aghast at you eating them cucumber sandwiches. And here I go this whole week eating cream how, cheese. How dare you? How dare you disperse me? <laughs> well, the problem is I went I went grocery shopping on Friday and we recorded on Thursday and I was in the grocery store and I picked up three tubs of Philadelphia <laughs> cream cheese. All the cream cheese. <laughs> it's so good. It makes my stomach to flip over uh, but i'd still eat it the um man there's this restaurant here in town that does a um club sandwich with a thick layer of cream cheese in the middle i used it to be fantastic. like i used to eat bagels and it it could it could only be the thinnest of the thinnest layer of cream cheese yeah, yeah. and now like i'll just scoop it with an ice cream scoop now you smear it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh, what else we got for housekeeping? Well, I think that we should give number one fan to Jackie this week. Oh, yeah. yes. I mean, you know, I know it's nepotism. That's my girlfriend, but she has been, uh, she listens every week and I walk in and catch her listening to the show with her headphones on and she laughs and I imagine she's laughing at my jokes, but in reality, <laughs> she's laughing at you because she never laughs at anything I say, but I get that little bit of like, oh, she's finally thinks I'm funny. <laughs> but, you know, she always has criticism of the show or whatever that she has to give. And, you know, this week she said, I think David thinks I'm strange. And I was like, <laughs> well, not because of anything she said. Yeah. She was like, well, he, you know, he said he said that he he thinks he knows me and this and he probably just thinks I'm weird. Well, uh, she's dating you. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. There you have it. <laughs> It's no, true. it's true. I can't I, wait. You know, I ask Michael I, that question all the time too. Yeah, like I, uh, you know, my my biggest regret of the week is that I didn't go watch that Mike Tyson show. Oh man, we watched some more of it. It's so good. <laughs> What's it called again? Mike Tyson Mysteries. Mike Tyson Mysteries. I'm gonna write it down. Did you uh, Did you go watch Palm Springs? I didn't, but I was trying to think of that today because I think we might try to watch it tonight. I think you should. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's definitely, uh, it's definitely on my. I'm gonna write it in my notes here. Palm Springs. Let's let's have some dead air. Well, I write down Mike Tyson mysteries. 
And you. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, number one fan, Jackie. Thanks for listening. Thanks for putting up with me all the time. It's a tough job. Groove can attest to that. Um, you still there? Hey. You. Hello. Hold on. That was like real dead air. Was, was... Well, you were gone. Yeah, it like disconnected up. or froze yeah. up or something. Anyway, I was saying, number one fan of Jackie and appreciate her putting up with me. That you know, you, I'm all right you know, with that. You know how tough that is to put up with me. So, I'm look. I'm all right with that. Yeah, and uh, you know, thanks for laughing at Groove's jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know I had jokes. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> we'll give a runner up to uh, we'll give a tied runner up to uh, Grizzles and Mikey. They should share it. Yeah, they can share the runner-up for fan of the number one fan. Um, you guys will get there one day on your own. You know, you've shared the title before, but you'll get there one day. It harkens back to uh, uh, President uh, Josiah Bartlett, who had to share his Nobel Prize in economics with the other guy. And how much <laughs> really upset and him. Other, yeah, exactly like that. Those guys are basically, they're both like two President Bartlett's. <laughs> how I would describe Mikey and Grizzles. Um, speaking of Mikey, I had a, I have two emails from him. One that I missed the other week that I wanted to read. He had some book recommendations. Yep. He said, The Index of Self-Destructive Acts by Christopher Beha is a book anyone would like, which is a bold claim, but I'm, I've, I have... Mikey has given me good book recommendations before, so I, I don't have any reason not to believe him. And the other one is Mr. Peanut by Adam Ross. A weird book for weird, cool people. <laughs> there you go. Um, and he's one of those two. <laughs> weird or cool. Yeah. And the other email he sent was about guest hosts because we've been talking about having guests on. And Mikey said, Trip Ninja T is the obvious choice here. The world needs to know whether he likes avocado. He doesn't make it happen, guys. So <clears throat> it's an endorsement for Ninja T to be on the show. Considering the fact that Ninja T still listens to this via Internet Explorer, and I don't tractor. have high yeah. hopes about yeah. his ability to connect to the Internet. But yeah. oh, I think yeah. it, I think it's worth a shot. Yeah, we can say to all six of you listening that we are actively working on incorporating guests again, um, but that's a process that takes longer than a week. Yeah. We only finally got uh, our own technology to work right and getting someone else's technology is a whole other thing. Um, we say that after literally the call just got dropped. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I'm leaving that in to you. Not editing it. Just, just, just. Oh, let's uh, let's do our <laughs> let's do our new theme song for what's the hype for uh, Clave. Okay. Are you, are you gonna sing it? What's the hype? <laughs> That's, we're gonna workshop that. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was the, I. I put. I edited that in. That was. <laughs> What's I? Well, uh, so I got two things. <clears throat> One is, um, I was, you know, I was at work, and there's a guy that's kind of new to the gym, and uh, he, uh, we were like, he's always wearing. Um, venom 
stuff. Like he'll wear Venom t-shirts and socks and stuff like that. And so I just like, I'm nosy, you know, I like to get to know the people that I coach. And I was like, is Venom your favorite comic book character? And we, that led into, you know, maybe a 10 or so minute conversation about comic books. And I told him I was basically a poser. You know, I don't, I never really got it. I like the X-Men. They're cool. I like Wolverine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Deadpool's but, um, my favorite. So at the end of the training session, as he was getting ready to leave, he pulled a copy of the Sandman out of his, like like a big, you know, like um, not just one issue, but yeah. like a glossy. The Yeah, the collected edition graphic, or something. Yeah, yeah collector's edition. Um, the 30th anniversary edition of Neil Gaiman's Sandman. Oh, yeah. It's supposed to be really good. I've never read Sandman, but... Yeah, me neither. They're making a show, and, but like I like Neil Gaiman, so yeah. I'm excited about that. Yeah, um, if you like Neil Gaiman, you're probably gonna like this. And they're making yeah, a fine. movie or a show out of it, I think. Really? Yeah, there's, it's a big deal. They've been trying for years, and now it sounds like they're actually gonna do it. Somebody well, like big was attached to it too. Like, I can't remember who. It's like the one person listening, just like frothing in the mouth. Just like, Is it Tom like Hardy? <laughs> 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 Um, but you know, it was interesting because like, I've, I, you know, like I, I always had a surface level understanding of most comic books yeah. and most comic book characters. I read some, but not a lot. I definitely collected the cards and watched the cartoons and stuff as a kid. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm, I've seen all the Marvel movies. I've seen all the DC movies, whatever. And I watched that Venom movie with Tom Hardy and I thought that it was relatively good. Yeah. And I was excited to ask a person who is very obviously a fan of Venom, the character, if he thought the movie was good. And he said, yeah, it was a good movie. And, and I look forward to another one. Um, yeah, I haven't seen it. I've heard the same thing. I'm a, I'm a pretty moderate Venom fan myself. From He was big deal in the 90s. Um, yeah. I, I didn't see it because it's not tied to the Spider-Man universe at all. So I was like bummed about that because I feel like you can't do Venom without Spider-Man, you know? Yeah, because they're kind of like opposites There's, or whatever. But yeah, um, but I heard it was good for what it is, and um, Woody Harrelson's gonna be in the sequel, so um, I probably should watch it. I watched, I watched it because of Tom Hardy. Yeah, I like Tom Hardy. I mean, he does a perfectly fine job. Yeah, yeah. In fact, maybe above average if I think about it. Acting. <laughs> Got it. So that so that's one. So I'm okay, excited. I'm gonna yeah, read a little yeah. Sandman. Yeah. I'm gonna you know bone up on my Sandman. Um, and then I you know I mentioned this to you uh, via text message at some point, like rethinking about a few things that during those five years when we didn't record, what was the hype? Right. <clears throat> and we haven't discussed this album. And I know that it's an opportunity for you to have an opinion, or maybe you don't. But did you ever get into that combo album with Big Boy and Fantagram called Big Grams? Um, I never listened to the whole album, but the couple of tracks I heard off of it I really liked, and I like both of them a lot. Um, I like Fantagram a whole lot, and obviously Big Boy is like one of my heroes. I met Big Boy once. I don't know if you knew that, but I well, um, I knew that you were going to drop that. Yeah, I, I, you knew I, that. and 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 the thing that I was going to be able to retort with is like. Right, so you act like you're a big fan, but I'm the one that listened to Big Grams all the time, and you didn't. Well, so yeah. when you met him, it's a good thing he didn't ask you if you <laughs> like that album. 
it is a good thing that, that we, he didn't ask me that. It's a <laughs> hey guy, what is your opinion on my album with Fantagram, Big Ram? <laughs> yeah. Well, I like the hits. It's not that long of an album. I think it's only like eight songs. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I listened to it, you know, that was one of those albums when it came out, I was, I was cranking it for like, you know, a month straight and I haven't listened to it in a long time. And then when I was driving today, my phone was on shuffle like music and one of those songs came up and I immediately went to that album and I was like, Oh my God, I got to bring this up with Joey. Cause that was the hype for sure. Yeah. When it was out, I think it was 15, 2015. Yeah, that's probably right. That sounds about right. Have you ever yeah. heard his stuff with Little Dragon? No. You know who Little Dragon is? No. They're kind of like EDM-y stuff, but they're more kind of like on the funk side of things. Okay. But electronic. I think they're from Atlanta, too, but they, he did a couple. He It wasn't like a big collaboration. He was just appeared on a couple of their songs, but it was it's similar in style to that Big Grams stuff. Yeah. Well, um, I'll I'll check that out. Yeah, you should. Uh, but uh, yeah, little dragons good I mean, in general. You should check them out anyway. They're they're just really good. Like, well, the real point is, go listen to Big Grams. Yeah, and I'm a big boy. Well, go listen to Big Grams. <laughs> okay, I will. I will listen to it. Um, <laughs> my hype is we got is this is actually a couple weeks old, but I haven't gotten to it. Uh, we got a new shower head. Okay. Shower. Go on. Because <laughs> our old one, like, we have really bad water in my town. Like, it's actually, like, poisonous. <laughs> so, it makes this, like, horrible black stuff all over everything, like uh, gunk. And finally, our old shower head got so gross. And we were like, we just got to get a new shower head. So, I was like, okay. So, I got this deluxe one that has, like, the big rain head on it. But yeah. it also has the detachable separate shower head thing, the oh, handheld. Yeah. So, it's yeah, got yeah, both. Yeah. And you Get can run you can run both at the same time if you want to. Luxury. Um, if you want to just run your water bill up all the way, you know. Um, yeah. But I didn't think that it would. I didn't think the shower head would really affect the, the water pressure. But the first time I used this thing, and, and I was just using the big rain part of it, it nearly knocked me down. <laughs> <laughs> it just was like, bam! I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> it somehow it increased the water pressure, which I, I guess it makes sense, but I always thought that was dependent on your plumbing or whatever, rather than yeah. the shower head. But um, yeah, it's intense, and it's got all the massage settings and all that stuff. I'm scared to turn the heavy massage things on because I feel like it's going <laughs> to harm me. Body massage. Body massage. I just wind up bruised out of the shower. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, but it's uh it's not I, I, I do my best thinking in the shower, so you know, it's nice to upgrade. <laughs> That's where I have my you know, my deep thoughts that I forget. Hey, do you, do you sing in the shower? <laughs> nah. Well, not if Jackie's home. I don't I don't really know anybody that's ever actually sung in the shower. I mean, I have before, but not regularly. It's not one of those things where I'm like, can't wait to get in the shower and sing. That's where my truth comes out. You would think so, since I love starting off strong, but yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm going to send a poll out to listeners. If you actually sing in the shower and that's really your thing, please email us. Yeah. I only like their old stuff at gmail.com. Let us know a few things. One, okay, so you sing in the shower. Are you singing acapella? 
are you playing music and singing along to it? Is there a certain genre of music that you usually lean toward when you sing in the shower? Yeah. What is that? Why are you singing in the shower and not like literally anywhere else? Yeah. Why aren't you going to karaoke or something? I don't get it. I don't either. But, but I'm interested in it. Uh, yeah, I am too. Right, write us. I only like their old stuff at gmail.com. Um, what's your not the hype? Zucchini. No. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't wait. Zucchini's bullshit, man. Like, I'm indifferent. I fuck. I fuck hard with squash, man. I love some squash. I'll eat some squash. I like cucumbers. Uh, these are all things I would, I, they're probably not the same. Some botanist out there would be like, that's not actually the same thing, but it seems like it to me. Um, but zucchini just does zero for me. Like I don't get any enjoyment out of it. I, I don't, it's not the point where I won't eat it. Cause we, we actually have zucchini a lot. When we grill out, we usually have some zucchini in with the squash. I eat a piece of it here and there, but usually I just kind of pick out the squash. But Man, it just, I can't. I cannot tell the difference between zucchini and squash. Squash has like a like more rich flavor to it. Not much more because they're both kind of bland, but it's got a little bit more flavor to it for me. Um, I mean, butternut squash is in a class of its own. Yeah, that's the. I'm talking about your regular your regular squash. You would right cut up and grill, and you know. But you really, you've really lost me here because they both have. They're too soft on the inside with like a harder rind I just, and I'm, it's gross. I can stand for squash. I've just fucked zucchini. Fuck zucchini. But the trade-off is, is that my girlfriend doesn't eat mushrooms, but she cooks a lot of dishes that have mushrooms in them because I like mushrooms. So that's okay. kind of our like gift to the magi moment there. So wait, you, so it's not a texture thing with zucchini? I mean, the texture doesn't help because it is just kind of like mushy, but it's the it's the it's the mushiness with no flavor. But like mushrooms and squash are mushy with no flavor either. See, I think mushrooms do have a flavor to them. Yeah, bro. I don't know. Yeah, man. (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, that was the lowest rent. It was. Joke. It was. That was a sublime. Somebody who likes sublime will love that joke. Love it. Um, yeah. I just, I, for some reason, I like mushrooms. I probably shouldn't. It's probably in the category of things. Yeah, listeners, if you have other things that are of that similar kind of texture, pro, texture versus flavor thing, write us and tell us. Like. But well, I mean, but if you wrote us about showers, like don't you don't have to email us twice, like chill out. You could put it all in the same email. Maybe there was that episode of Seinfeld where uh, (laughs) Kramer cooked all his vegetables in the shower all the time. (laughs) Good crossover. (laughs) Yeah, really good crossover. (laughs) He put put a garbage disposal in his in his drain in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) It's genius. (laughs) Yeah. What's your not the hype? Well, you know, we we're up in New England and, and last week you were talking about the heat. Yeah. And we were I was talking about how, you know, I kinda get I'm kinda getting away with it up here. It was like seventy five yeah. degrees last week. This week it was over ninety degrees and because of the uh COVID nineteen, 
and risk mitigation at the gym, we do not have the air conditioning going. We have the windows open and we've got these huge double doors on the front of the building and a, a door on the back of the building. So, you know, in general, yeah, there's a, there's a there's a good cross breeze because of our building. Yeah, that still but, sounds like too much for me. I can't yeah, this this week yeah. it was like 98 degrees in the gym and it was soupy and humid and there was no breeze. And like on Monday, I'm there for 13 hours. Yeah, that's a long time to be in a non air conditioned place where you're being active. Active yeah, all day. I, yeah. I I I brought a change of clothes. I sweated through two changes of clothes, and that night I had a dehydration headache, and I was oh, like drinking worst, water man. all day. Like it was fucking. Dude, you miserable. should probably get some Pedialyte for days like that, man. Drink. Some I might need to. It might need yeah. to take a Pedialyte bath at the That's end of a Monday. <laughs> Whenever I have to do DJ uh, weddings in the summer, they're always. I don't know why people always want to have outdoor weddings in the summer, but they do. Um, I always carry a thing of Pedialyte with me and I just slam that during the whole day. You know, that's a good idea. Yeah. Cause it, it's that stuff really replenishes your, what you lose. It's better than Gatorade <laughs> and stuff. Fuck a Gatorade. Yeah. It's just sugar, man. Yeah. It's just sugar. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I had my, my, I had my comeuppance this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whistling past the graveyard last week. And, yeah. It came down to like uh 89 today. Which was it really felt different, you know. Uh, I, like, I would be like happy if it was eighty nine here. Yeah, it's, I bet it was like hundred and five the other day. Yo. Yeah. This has been temperature talk. <laughs> <laughs> what do you what is your podcast about? Oh, we talk about the weather. Sometimes cream cheese <laughs> or ticks. Nature. It's a nature it's blog. Nature. What's your hype still out? Hype still out is this Mike Tyson fight versus Roy Jones Jr. Oh God! Yeah, it's they announced so, it today. You saw that, right? So I didn't realize. Like, I don't really keep up with much media these days. Yeah, and I did not realize that there was a fight. And then you texted me uh, that Logan Paul, YouTube star Logan Paul, is going to fight. Our beloved and longtime loved Nate Robinson as an undercard fight, but I didn't even read like who the title fight was. Former NBA player Nate Robinson is going to fight a, a horrible YouTuber. <laughs> former former All Star Dunk Weekend champion yeah. Nate Robinson. Yeah. yeah, the what was he? The green um uh what was that? What's that guy that wears the ring? The superhero, the green, uh, green guy Lantern? that wears the ring. Green Lantern. Yeah, didn't he wear a Green Lantern outfit or Green Lantern shoes when he dunked over um, Dwight Howard? I think he did. Yeah, he. I think he was on the he was on the Celtics too at the time. I think right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, are so are you? you No. So when I sent you that, you didn't know about the Tyson fight. No, I didn't know about the Tyson. But you, but you looked at that and then saw the Tyson fight, or are you just finding out about it now? It did not even register to me. I didn't even. I just saw Nate Robinson's face and I melted. Okay. <laughs> because I love I that man. That, like, and I thought, what, okay, I you know, what I thought news, was. I'm like, I got to get this degree. If he loves Nate Robinson, we love Nate Robinson. We saw Nate my, Robinson play live once. Yeah. My first impression was like, Logan Paul, I don't watch any of his videos, but I've seen enough tabloids of him to think he looks like, he probably to many people looks like a pretty big guy. Yeah. And since Nate Robinson played in the NBA, he looks like a small guy. Yeah. 
And I'm very much looking forward to the two of them in the ring to see just how big Nate Robinson is. Because Nate Robinson's sm- small for a basketball player, but he might he, be taller than a normal. Yeah, I think he's yeah. like, I mean, it's just like Westbrook, right? You think Westbrook is small, but Westbrook's like fucking 6'4". Yeah. You know, and so I, mean, Nate I think Nate Robinson's over six that. feet. You think he's over six feet? I th- well, I think he, well, what do I know? You know, like he's he's definitely taller than I Nate am. Nate Robinson five, is 5'9". Okay. So pretty short for a basketball player. Six feet is short for a basketball player, and he is under that. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. What do you What do you think? You You gonna put money down on Logan Paul? No, no. I <laughs> can't stand Logan Paul, and I, he has a Logan Paul has a face that is very hittable. So it just begs to be hit, and I think that that's gonna play into it. And I think Nate's gonna win. When's this fight? Uh, September twentieth. See, okay. this is where you're just being upset that I, you know, bring things up to you that you already know hurts you. Because today I didn't tell you about the Tyson fight because I didn't want to be you to be like, oh, I already knew about that. Way to step uh, on my hype. Uh, time yeah. out, time out, time out. I, I don't know that I get upset here. Okay, let's You, did, let's, you got let's upset see. about the far side thing. There's a little bit. Of, <laughs> you're mad about that. How dare you rewrite history? I maybe I was a little I was a little bit upset about that. Yeah, so I didn't I I didn't, you know, your highness the Lord of all media, I didn't want to I didn't want to dare tell you that this Tyson fight was announced today. You know, uh, Papo calls me master and commander in yeah. reference to the internet. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> guy. No, I didn't know that Tyson was getting in so the fight. With Roy, Roy Jones Jr. Um, it's, He's going to clobber Roy Jones Jr. I, I think so too. But they, when they, the, 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 a lot of the news outlets put a picture of Tyson out with this thing and he looks old and, not in shape and I've watched and I know it has to be an older picture because those videos were recent where he's beating the crap yeah. out of his uh, where, sparring where he's partner. wearing those like underwear yeah he's wearing like he, a bikini he looks incredible yeah. he looks yeah. amazing so I think they were just trying to hype up him being old because I think that's I'm sure that's the angle it's like oh is he too old to do it you know but and spoiler alert Jamie Foxx is going to come out instead of Mike Tyson <laughs> It's all part of the in character. Yeah, it's promotion for the movie. Yeah, Uh, well, yeah, that's um, that's absolutely the most hype still out of all the hype still out we've ever had. Yeah, because it it could go either you know one of many ways. So, so I assume that's going to be a pay per view. I'm sure it will be. Yeah, yeah, September twentieth. All right. Well, I'm going to see if anybody around town wants to rent it. Yeah. I got this buddy up here who's like loves betting on sports. Yeah. And he he's he I was talking to him on the phone like 2 weeks ago. He's like, "Yeah, man, I'm really into MMA now because that's the only thing that's happening." And so I'm betting on MMA all the time. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking maybe he'll probably he place a bet on this fight. this fight. Yeah, it's always like you never know when you do these pay-per-views for for fights like this because they could last a minute, and then you're like, "Well, was that a good use of my money?" Well, I mean, and I would be entirely renting it 
in order to watch Nate Robinson. <laughs> yeah, that's the main reason that the Tyson fight is just a bonus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And let's watch these two old dudes. Yeah. yeah, and then let's watch these two older dudes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your well, my I'm, I'm um so back in uh so so there's two different tiers of competition that I participate in. One is age regulated. Um, and that's called like master's level yeah. and master's is for people that are 35 and older. And, um, <clears throat> the national championships for that age bracket was supposed to be in March. Yeah. And so in preparation for that meet, I had signed up for a local meet mm-hmm. for February to like, just go out there and, you know, a lot of people, they like to do a local meet. It's like low stakes. Um, to just get it back out on the platform and, and, and brush the rust off a little bit. So I had signed up for that meet quietly. I, you know, I don't, if I'm doing a local meet, I don't really tell any of the people that I coach about it because I don't want to be coaching somebody else while I'm trying to lift at the same time. Yeah. And, um, it got, they both got delayed. Yeah. Um, and it's not overwhelmingly expensive to sign up for a local meet, but it's not cheap either. It's like 75 bucks. Right. And the guy, when he, when he delayed it, he said, if you want to compete, like, we'll let you know when we're going to do it again and you won't have to pay again, but we're not going to give any refunds either. Oh. And so it's scheduled for two weekends from now, oh. August 9th. And, um, so the hype's a lot like in the sense, like, so the following month is the online version of the national championship. So this year. Yeah masters national championships going to be online it's all there's all sorts of rules about you know how you record your attempts and all that kind of stuff i won't go into it yeah. but this guy's doing a local competition and basically nobody's allowed in the gym except for the people that are running the meet and competing in the meet right and you're not allowed to go into the gym until it's your turn to compete so I'm going to be in front of three referees and I'm going to be, there's going to be an announcer there and I'm going to be in the singlet on the stage, but there's nobody in the crowd. Yeah. And I'm mostly just doing it to see what that feels like That's because, awesome. yeah. you know, like I already paid the money, like yeah, it's an hour drive. Yeah. Like I may as well just do it. Um, but it'll be real. It's going to, I think it's going to be really eerie. Yeah. Cause this guy, he puts on six meets a year and he's a, he's a, he's a ham on the microphone. You know, yeah. he's always talking to the crowd and you know, like that conversion, like 137, like if 137 kilos is on the bar, he'll say like, and for those of you that are, don't know kilos very well, this is 300 pounds, you know? Yeah. And, and if somebody's coming out there, like, um, you know, uh, for like, if somebody's coming out there at a certain weight class and they're lifting their body weight, he'll say like, this is a body weight snatch folks. You know, she's lifting her own body weight over her head in one movement. Mm-hmm. And he, he's really good about that kind of stuff, but now he's not even going to have a crowd to play up to. Right. So it's, it was that experience going to be like, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be so surreal. And the, the biggest reason that I'm doing it is because I expect that if, you know, if, if this thing persists, which I expect it to, yeah. and people want to do some local competition, then I will have already had the experience of what that feels like. And so I'll be able to kind of prepare them yeah. as effectively as I can for it. So I'm mostly just going down there for like research, um, on what that feels like, but it's going to be, it's going to be weird. That's yeah. Apparently they did that when they, they did, 
some of the WWE events, like right at the beginning of quarantine, they didn't pump any sound into the empty auditorium yeah. and it was super weird. And so then eventually they just started pumping in fake crowd noise, you know, even though oh, really, yeah, because it's because on the, on the, I think the, the, I don't watch wrestling, but I hear uh, people talk about it on podcasts I listen to and stuff. And they, they were mentioning that the first couple of those things they did. I, have I saw crowd. one of those. Yeah. And it was just super weird. Cause it's just, yeah. Yeah, somebody texted me and was like, you need to turn it on this channel right now. This is the strangest thing I've ever seen. And I watched like five minutes of it because I don't care about wrestling either. Um, and, and it was just, it was really weird because I saw this guy doing his entrance walk and just like acting like a crowd was there. And I was like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what is it? I think they thought it would be weirder to have a fake crowd noise, but then they, I think they realized that, oh, it's much weirder to just have the silence. So, yeah. 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 Weird. So this would be interesting. Yeah. Well, um, good luck. I hope you do well. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, the you know when so because I will be doing the online competition a couple of weeks after that. It's it's lucky for me that I usually lift on Sundays. Like Sundays, like my big heavy day. Yeah. And this guy always schedules his competitions on Sundays. Yeah. And since um the timing of like the timing of when I'm supposed to be lifting certain percentages and that kind of thing works out that I'm not really changing what I would be doing anyway. Yeah. I'm just doing it in a different location. Gotcha. So it'll be all right. Yeah. It's good. It'll be fine. What you been consuming? Uh, finally watched Best in Show again. <laughs> okay. Because uh, I've been wanting to watch it since, uh, what's his name? Fred, Fred Willard died. Um, and man, that movie holds up. Still hilarious. And Fred Willard is so good in it. As the clueless instructor, the clueless commentator. How much you think I bench? <laughs> so good. He's like, when he's like, it kills me when he's like, the bloodhound comes out and he's like, you know, have you ever thought about putting one of those Sherlock Holmes hats on the dog? Maybe with a little pipe. It's, I'd get a kick out of it. <laughs> what, uh, so what platform did you watch that on? God, it's it's streaming on something again. That's why, because okay. we didn't have to rent it, I don't think. Uh, I think it's on either Prime it, or Hulu. Okay, but it's out there. It's out there, yeah. It, it is so good. I think it's the greatest thing that Christopher Guest, you know, that's his repertoire company that did that. Is, uh, yeah. I think it's the greatest out of all those. We are Spinal Tap and all that. I think that the best in show is just their best one. When we, whenever the <laughs> conversation of like, crush early early days crushes comes up yeah like for me number one all time is elaine yeah but parker posey in any role yeah is very close second yeah i i i see that yeah yeah she's she's all she's great in it she's not like okay yeah let me let me go back and say like she's a tremendous actor Yeah, it's okay to have a crush on and you know, talk about you know, when you're a kid you have a crush on certain actors and stuff. So yeah. It's good. I her and waiting for Guffman. You just get a coke. (laughs) You just get a coke. Yeah, she is good in that. She's so um, she's good in this too with the braces on and everything and her she's so annoying her and her husband in it um uh, the two yuppies are just what is it they they talk about shopping at J Crew is that what it is yeah they were like yeah we I I have had a J Crew catalog and she had a J Crew catalog and then we they were talking about how they met and then they were like yeah and the fun thing I like to do with her at Starbucks is uh you know I'll, I'll 
I'll show her the J Crew catalog and I tell her, okay, you have to memorize the prices and tell them back to me or something like that. <laughs> Is it, isn't it they choose what they, they pick what the other person's going to pick or something like that? I think so. Yeah. It's something like that, but it's just, it, it's, it, it's funny cause it's a little ahead of the, like the hipster movement, but it's basically they're playing hipsters, you know? But or like, no, they're, uh, well, that's your like, take. My like, take is it's early on, like, this is white people. Like, yeah, yeah, it is that. But it's, yeah, it's it's more on the yuppie side than the hip the, the hipster yeah. stuff. But it is like that sort of like mock these people for getting coffee every day and one, you know, caring so much about their fashion and this and that as far as like, you know, it, it, I don't know. I thought it was pretty ahead of its time in that way. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I, I, I'm going to, I'll try to go find that. Cause like, I mean, that's just a good hang. Oh, it's just so good. Jackie was like, let's watch this. And it's just a good, make you feel good movie. You know? Now is she a, is she a Christopher guest completist? She hasn't seen all of them. No. And I haven't either. I don't think I've seen mighty wind and spinal tap. And, uh, did he do well, Waiting for Guffin? Yeah. Okay, he did that's Waiting for Guffin. Too. Yeah. I've seen that too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I I I I I feel you know somebody's losing their mind too because we're forgetting forgetting something. But those are the hits. Yeah. All right, straight. There you go. Yeah, people. Are so. <laughs> so this week, a friend of mine sat me down and had me pull up a, a an original music video uh-huh. that. <clears throat> was sent to MTV and MTV said, you need to edit this and make this more appropriate for the airwaves. Yeah. And it was, it's called pumps and a bump by MC hammer. Yeah. And the original video you can find on YouTube. Okay. And I know that song. So go That's look when he was for trying pumps to be and- like gangster ish. I think not in, not in this video. Okay. I don't want to say too much because what I'd rather is everyone listening, go search for pumps and a bump original unedited music video (laughs) and uh, just experience it. Just allow it to wash over you. Okay. I, I, it just like Palm Springs. I don't want you to know anything more (laughs) about it other than (laughs) that it exists and you need to see it. I'm going to write a note. It is. It is my strongest recommendation of the week. Okay, there you go. That's a ringing endorsement. Pumps in the bump. Now, pumps in a bump. If you, now I don't want. I don't want my reputation as a cultural connoisseur to. <laughs> no, you're to, vouching for to, it. So yeah, it's, it's it's on you. It is an experience. Okay. It is an experience. Yeah. I wouldn't uh, be a unprofessional. Wouldn't be a podcast without that. <laughs> Uh, so, so that's it. That's it for me. That's what I've been consuming. Uh, I've been listening to the giant bomb cast, which is a video game podcast that I don't know if I ever got you onto, but you did. I was on it for shortly, but okay. I'm not a lot. It's if you need something to listen to you driving or something, it's a, it's a good rundown of video games and criticism of video game news and stuff. So um been back on that i go i go through phases with it i'll go through a few months where i don't listen to it and then i always listen to their end of the year stuff and this and that so i'm doing that and then yeah and then jackie and i've been watching some jeopardy on netflix 
they got the old reruns of Jeopardy, so you know. You there? Yeah, no, I'm 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 it. drinking yeah. it in, but also we literally just now received a text message from Bill. Uh, okay. <laughs> and I have not I have not read it yet. And I would like to read it live on the oh, air. Oh boy. All right. Just number yeah. one. And so so Bill will send us show notes on previous yeah. episodes. And so this is about episode one thirty six. Oh, it's for last yeah, because he missed last week, yeah. Yeah, he said, I spent about eight miserable months working in a Fellini's department store about an hour from my house. This is 2000-ish. I worked in the young men's department selling Rockaware and Sean John while wearing a, the cheapest gray suit you can imagine. It was hell. The department had TVs that played a tragically limited number of music videos. Around the world and one more time were on there. It's a measure of how great Daft Punk are that I can still enjoy both of those tracks. Number two, I consider the Tron soundtrack to be my favorite Daft Punk. Yes. I'm old enough to remember spreading the Sunday paper on the family room floor to look at images from the original Tron. Both of those movies are dramatically inert, but I love their aesthetic, and the soundtrack is like an opportunity to hang out with my favorite aspect of those movies. That's yep. a good point. That is a good, good point. Number three, I haven't visited the website. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, I like the new artwork. Shout out, Clave. Yeah, Clave. Um, number five, same not the hype as Dave. Mom and I had a discussion about the Confederate statues, and I haven't heard from her in a month. She <laughs> lives with my brother, not sitting here. Uh, I, should probably, <laughs> I should probably just stop there. Uh, number six, I'm here for the Pee Wee Love. Yeah. The movie's fucking great. I'm hyped for all things Tim Burton pre-2000. I'm not the hype for all things Tim Burton post-2000, except Sweeney Todd. It's kind of amazing how sharp the line of demarcation is, and Batman Returns is the best Batman movie. Fight me. Whoa. All right. And, and um, oh, God, I forgot this this guy's name. It's Thomas Wolfe, right? Yes, Tom Wolfe. Thank you. Pictured... He so he's got an image of Tom Wolf, late Tom Wolf, yeah. very old Tom Wolf in a fedora and a, just a really snazzy suit holding a cane, yeah. pocket hanky. And he says, Picture Jeho contemplating his cucumber sandwich recipe. <laughs> so good. Uh, shout out, Bill. Perfect timing. Shout out, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so, so, so to go back, you're watching Jeopardy on Netflix. Yeah, just here, just an episode every now and then. So, just. let me ask you, because I just started doing this for the first time in my life. I've never watched Jeopardy. Really, I've always watched it as a kid and stuff. Like, I've, I love trivia, you know. So, like, well, so if I'm watching it, like, I usually just turn it on just to see, just to like, this is interesting. This is fun. You know, this is a brand new thing to me. Yeah. And then about halfway through the episode, I, I start trying to figure out if I know the answers. So it takes how a many, minute. how many answers do you think you average per episode? I mean, it depends. Like sometimes I get five, right. But sometimes I get half of them, right. You know? Like yeah. sometimes they get a lot. It depends on the categories. Those categories are so right. wide, you know, like, and I'm also like, it's hard because I am not very good at like coming up with things immediately. So I probably wouldn't be good on Jeopardy because I can come up with the answer, but I can't fight yeah, someone they're for the fast. speed of it. They're very fast. So a lot of times I'll know, it'll be like, well, I knew that, but I didn't have time for my brain to go. That's what that is, you know? So, yeah, exactly. But, Which is, <clears throat> I find that to be utterly delightful. 
the, the like whole... as they're giving the answer, I'm like, ah! I knew that was something I knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's so. <laughs> Luckily, I watch it by myself. I don't watch it with anybody else. Around. I watch it with Jackie, and we kind of you know compete with each other. But um... I would, I see, I can inflate my numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. But yeah. most of those tournament of champions, those guys are they are rugged. Oh, like Ken Jennings? Yeah. He's, yeah. He's yeah. A great follow on Twitter, too. He roasts. It's funny because, yeah, I mean, you got me on to uh, Doug Loves Movies, that, yeah. like, what, 15 years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, he's been a regular guest on that show for years, and I'd never watched him on Jeopardy. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I watched some of his run on Jeopardy. That was, like, his famous run. But, yeah, he, he regularly roasts idiots on uh, Twitter, so that's a pretty nice follow. That's cool. Yeah. Um, that's all I had. Uh, so, <clears throat> so if you if you're not watching the OC, get the fuck out. Yeah, we're about to do some OC talk about the the pilot episode. So if you don't want to listen to us talk about the OC, one of the greatest shows of all time, turn it off now. <laughs> all right, or so, keep it on and learn and, and learn to love the OC. Yeah, stop stop being, being a hater. <laughs> so we watched the uh, the the we watched the pilot episode on the same night, right? Yeah, you watched yeah. It. I stayed. I stayed up super late to watch it that night. Yeah, because I was watching. It, I sent sent Groove a, a picture of of the show and was like, you know, to hype him up. And um, he watched it, and uh, let's get more specific. You you sent me a picture of a brooding young Ryan Atwood looking out the side of uh, Sandy Cohen's Series Seven BMW as they were being pulling away from the house initially. Yeah, and in. In the first episode, that's not in the intro, but later yep. episodes, that's cut into the. That's like one of the famous first shots of the intro because they have these little slices of video going back and forth on the screen, and it's uh, got the theme song, which is obviously super hype. And that's one of the things is him looking out the window. Uh, I had forgotten wasn't a, like that opening credit sequence. Like when you sent me that picture, yeah, I was like, oh, that's the opening credits. Like I know that's an iconic image of this show is him looking out that window. That's probably the image yeah. of that show. Yep. And yet it wasn't in that intro. There wasn't an intro to the first there. I mean, they play the theme song, but there's not like a, a heavily edited intro. Um, exactly. It's it's Ryan and his brother. It's it's, it's poor yeah. poor Ryan being pulled into this life of crime against his own will by his older brother. Yeah, Trey, who later got replaced. I mean, we'll get there, right? But original Trey is not the same as what you say, Trey. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. <laughs> don't don't get too heavy on the spoilers, but uh, yeah, it is. And if you don't yeah. know what you say, then yeah. you're gonna you know. <laughs> You're gonna experience it once we get to it. You're uh, really gonna experience it. <laughs> One of the greatest Saturday Night Live skits of all time. Um, Definitely, so good. Um, yeah. The, the, so anyway, the the this is the pilot, and my after watching it, yeah, I, I was like, I I love this, but I hope it and I hope it holds up, and it did for me. It's a great pilot in my opinion because it establishes the characters, it tells us what we're doing, and it establishes the premise like perfectly. You know, it, it the thing like, I mean, who, you know, look, we're just a couple of dudes. Right. But I feel like between the two of us, we've probably watched a lot more television than most people watch. Yeah, probably so. And pilot episodes are so problematic because they have so much work to do in such a short amount of time. Then usually that heavy lifting is obvious. Yeah. 
but this is seamless in its yeah. construction. It's mm-hmm. so it it it's it just nothing seems shoehorned in. Even Luke, who you know, we're gonna take a we're gonna take a journey with Luke over the course of the oh, season. Yeah. Luke, Luke but, is the villain, so it's set up as the villain in this this opening. And and I, you know, look, we're getting. I mean, I, I, I was I was thinking the first thing we'd say is, what was your biggest takeaway? Like, what was the one thing that you were left with at the end of the episode? Was it that it held up? Yeah, that it held up, and that I I had a good time watching it. I enjoyed yeah. it. It was enjoyable. Um, you know, and it's it's a great. And I thought, you know, it's a really good premise. It's a fish out of water story of this kid that comes from Gino being brought into this ultra rich world that he doesn't understand and apparently i think it's based on one of the writer's life stories where he's he's he basically is seth i guess oh, okay um, and i don't think i don't think he brought some kid in i think that his uh, it it i think that his story was like what if i brought somebody from the outside now that i've seen the outside world what if i brought somebody from that into my world when i was a kid you know yeah and um yeah i i just i enjoyed it i enjoyed the characters um and that, that was my takeaway. I don't know. My my first thought at the end of the episode was, it is going to be really hard not to to only watch one episode a week. Uh, yeah, because it was like, man, this because it sets this episode sets things up perfectly, and you're like, man, I want to see what I want. I know some things that are coming because we've watched it before, but I don't know exactly what order everything comes in. Yeah, and I'm like, man, I can't wait. You know. So a, a little background, I, you know, when this show came on, I don't look up what year it came on while I'm talking, but it, um, I was, I think it had started while I was in high school and naturally it is, I'm not the target audience. I'm not the traditional target audience or like high school. David was not the traditional target audience for this show. Right. It's a, right. it's a prime time teenage soap opera. So it's targeting, you know, what, 11 to 18 year old girls. Right. And I was very invested in my identity as like a young man. And so I, had no interest in the show. And I remember that I was hanging out with a mutual friend of ours, P Kane yeah. at, um, this was a year or so after high school, maybe even two years after high school. <clears throat> and, um, we were at a friend's house and she had the complete series on DVD. So this was after the show was off the air. Yeah. And I looked at her and I was like, what are you doing with that show? Like what on earth? Like that is so ridiculous. Like there's nothing of cultural value in that show. And I'm not saying necessarily that there is. Um, and, and we can discuss that later, but she was like, well, have you ever watched it? And I was like, fuck no, I haven't watched it. What are you talking about? I haven't watched this shit. You know, like I'm not going to watch that. And she's like, all right, well let's watch episode one and then let me know what you think <laughs> afterwards. And so the three of us sat down and we watched episode one and I swear to you, I can remember it like it was yesterday, the very final scene. And we're going to spoil the episode. We won't spoil the whole season, right? If people should have, should have watched this episode. Yeah. If you're going to be coming along with us, you know that watch the episode by this time, watch the pilot episode. So at the very end, when Sandy says, come on, let's go. And he puts him back in the car and the end credits roll. I swear to you, my mouth was wide open and i looked at my friend molly and i said what happens next yeah (laughs) and that to me is like 
that's what makes this show good. That's what makes any soap opera good is the stakes are so high. There's so much artificial drama. And, you know, I mean, of course, like the setting is beautiful. Everyone in the show is beautiful. It's, you know, about a rich community. So it's just like this, like, you know, wealth porn that's happening, you know, on the television. And, but the story is so compelling that at the end of that episode, I remembered that moment so intimately that I was like, that was why it was so hard for me. And I didn't, I did not go to the next episode. I was like, I'm just going to keep it at one episode a week because it is, it has been shown that binge watching a show reduces your enjoyment of it. Oh, and I'm yeah. looking forward to like one week at a really time, yeah. you know, what's going to, Oh, getting what's, excited about yeah. the episode all over again. But I God, man, it took so much discipline to be like, I, I could just watch <laughs> the next one. Like, yeah. Same here. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was August 5th, 2003 is when it premiered. Okay. All right. Okay. So that's a little bit later than I thought because I was, I was out of high school in 2002. Okay. Yeah. um, So maybe this was at the end of college for me or like, you know, like mid college that I was, yeah. I think you touched on a good point. It's that it's so easy because people that haven't watched the show, you'll tell them, I told them it's one of my favorite shows and they're like, Oh really? That's like Laguna beach or whatever. And it's so easy to like say that this is a, a throwaway teen drama, but it's so much more than that it's the surface it looks like some crappy you know poorly written thing but the the writing is so good on it and the storylines work in a way that appeal to some it could appeal to a wide range of ages you know like there's stuff in there that appeals to there's adults in the movie that are have compelling roles and they're not just these you know ciphers for being an adult and you know kids rebelling against adults or whatever you know um yeah, that's the thing that I mean. I think that's one of the things that helps it stand out against like other and the uh, you know and and I think you know if we <clears throat> we might just do one season of this and then move into Friday Night Lights, but Friday Night Lights <laughs> is the exact same thing yeah. as the OC. Uh-huh. That we've got we've got teenagers with artificial problems and how they're managing them, and we've also got adults with what seemed at the time a little bit artificial problems, but, but some of those adult problems are a little bit more relatable now going back yeah. to it, you know, as, as, a, as an adult, it's like, you know, there's marriage strife. There's, you know, as we learn in the very beginning episode that uh, Tate Donovan's character, um, Marissa's dad, he's, you know, the SEC is coming around to his house. He's got some problems going on here with his, uh, it looks like he's a financial planner for some people and maybe he's losing some money. <laughs> yeah yeah and i didn't realize that was in the pilot i forgot about that i thought that came yeah later. that came early didn't and it i was like man they're coming out of the gate with this thing like you know and yeah. like, the, 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 the tension and the drama is starting right now and basically the whole episode is you know ryan gets in trouble sandy takes him in ryan meets seth seth and ryan go to a party you know like that's the mm-hmm. whole that's the whole episode but that's the setup and the, the the through the through the eyes of going to this party Ryan's able to see what he has gotten himself into you know and also has he has immediately formed a bond with Seth and you know the 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 one of the great things about the show is their friendship you know because they're so different um yeah and I I didn't take notes intentionally while watching this episode yeah. because I didn't want it to be just like Homework. to recount yeah. every moment just yeah. like any other podcast on a TV show would be. But that callback of when they first show up to um, the fashion show, Seth walks in right behind Ryan as Ryan is like taking in the scenery and Seth whispers into his ear, welcome to the dark side. 
And then we have the mirror of that when they show up to the party where Ryan is like a little bit, you know, he's looking like, oh, they're, you know, these parties are, this is my element. I'm a little bit more comfortable here. And, and, and Seth or, or no, is Seth standing there taking in the scenery being shocked and Ryan walks in behind him and he says to Seth, welcome to the dark side. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and, um, and, yeah, the fish out of water story is ultimately what is the most captivating element of the show. But that for and I knew that this moment was coming because this is one of the iconic images in my mind that sticks with me from the pilot episode of that morning when Ryan wakes up for the first time and he walks into the house. And this is him discovering that Seth is there. Yeah. And Seth is sitting there by himself playing video games on a Saturday morning. And the the symbolism of that, or at least the character is the character development is so immediate that here is this young man sitting by himself in what is apparently, you know, kind of like this California utopia, and he's home alone and he's inside. Yeah. And and the next scene is in, you know, could be ten minutes later, it could be half an hour later, but Ryan's eating cereal, they're playing video games together, and Sandy comes in and says, Why don't you guys do anything? And Seth says, Oh yeah, because there's so much to do. Yeah. When it's very obvious that like there is a lot for the high schoolers to do if they enjoy the cultural prestige of being popular. Right. And but um that's why Seth and, is so lonely. He has all these opportunities for these things, but that's not what interests him. Yeah. And he doesn't have someone who respects that. Um as a Which know, is it's friend. which is kind of its own more classic fish out of water story. Right. So both of them are somewhat separated from the community in which they find themselves, mm-hmm. but through that they are bonding, you know, with that common ground. They're both is, these misfits, just Seth has the like insider information of how the world they're in works. Yep. And and Ryan doesn't. Um, yeah. And and Seth is the tour guide, but Ryan is the one due to him being mysterious and so strikingly handsome, the young Russell Crowe lookalike, yeah. he's you know immediately a target of obsession from the you know the the popular kids. Yeah. And and Ryan has the street smarts that Seth needs to survive this this thing, <laughs> you know? And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's know. so well drawn. It is. It's a great pilot. Like I, I, I get mad when people make fun of the OC because I think that the show is like. I mean, it has its. It's absolutely ridiculous at times, and they get. We'll get into that later. But like, at its. Be- I was thinking about this. At its best is when it's believable. When the characters are believable, you know, and it's not some over the top weird thing going on. Like, yeah, it's like real relationships with people, and uh, you know, the other takeaway I had was that the music is fantastic in the show. Already there was, there was a music like, cue. There was so when they come to the party, it is pre Fergie Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, stand up that yeah. song. I, man, I used to rip that song all the time in high school and college. Like that was yeah. such a like that bridging the gap was the name of that album. Yeah, the Black Eyed Peas used to be a very different thing. <laughs> yeah, they used to be good. Yeah, well, they were they were very like not a pop group. They were they were actually you know, I don't know. But yeah, the, the music in the show is great already. We listened to uh, music from the OC Volume One the other day when we were making dinner, and I forgot how many good songs. And they're you know they're sprinkled out through this first season, but there's so many good tracks. And that title track just slams. Like I love when the drums come in at the end. I'm just 
watching Jackie cook and just air drumming, you know? <laughs> so good. And how about that? Yeah. My favorite line, you know, the line, the classic line from the, probably the whole show is Luke going, welcome to the OC, bitch. <laughs> that, so, so that, you know, that's another moment that sticks to the ribs. And the, the funniest thing that I thought about, like when I first, so I think I've watched, I've definitely watched season one twice. Right. Uh-huh. I watched it that. So that night when I turned to Molly and I said, what happens to Ryan? She said, well, I guess you'll find out. And she gave PK and I the box set nice. of season one. And we drove to his house and we stayed up all night long <laughs> awesome. watching the show. Yes. And I remember at that time thinking Luke was this really big, imposing character. And like, you know, it's just like, the, you know, he's the captain of the yeah, you know, the, 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 yeah. look, what is it? Water hockey, water what it, polo, what is, I think. Yeah. water polo team. You know, he's just a big imposing dude. He's so much bigger than Ryan. And I was watching it now and I was like, yo, he ain't that big. Yeah, I know. Well, that's, they, they made the character. You believed it when you were younger. Cause you were like, oh, this is what the character is supposed to be. He's supposed to be this big dude. Who's the bully, you know? And I don't know. I, you still there? Yeah, I'm. The, uh, yeah, no, I'm with you. The other thing I noticed was that um, <laughs> I turned this is out. I know how I've gotten old. When Sandy just takes this kid in off the streets, you know, he, he Sandy is representing Ryan because Sandy's a you know a, a public defender, defender, and Ryan's gotten in trouble, and he he brings the kid in, and I'm like, I just turned to Jackie, and I was like, I don't think he can legally do this. I think he's gonna get in trouble for bringing this kid home. <laughs> but, but you can't. Like, you can't stay mad at Sandy. Nobody can stay mad at Sandy. Definitely not. Look at his face. He's, yeah. he's so he's so bright-eyed and smiley, and he's got those eyebrows. He's so devilishly handsome with that hair. Coming yeah. in from the beach with this longboard, longboard. On, in the range and saying, uh, Kirsten, yeah, oh, you wouldn't imagine the breaks today. Yeah, the waves were – they were so – it was double overhead. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, and Kirsten, the mom, you know, is rightfully she's really the voice of reason. I think I, I, uh, you know, when I first watched it, I was like, oh, look at stuffy Kirsten, and then I, now I'm like, yeah, yeah there's, you're bringing some hoodlum into your home. Yeah, maybe not, <laughs> maybe not. She doesn't know he's got a heart of gold. Yeah, she doesn't yet. She finds out. She, she grows, but yeah, I, I was, I was, I related to her, her being questioning bringing in this kid off the street, you know. The, the, when he gets the seven and seven at the bar and she says, I hope my husband's right about you. Yeah. <laughs> he just the thing. Okay. So there's two things that are problematic. Um, one about the show in general um, that I think I'm going to, I'm now I'm going to be so much more sensitive to it than before is like how fucking white this show is. Oh, it is for sure. Yeah. There are zero people of color in mm. this show. Yeah. Um, and, and that's just going to persist, right? Well, like and, that's, and that's, that's a product of the, that's, this is not an excuse, but that's the product of the time of like it, right. focus grouping things and saying, you know, this, we're trying to hit this demographic and whatever, you know, it's this, it, of course. Right. No, I, I know that you're not defending the yeah. show, that you're merely providing some context yeah. and I'm with you on that. However, like it's kind of impossible to watch this show now and think, oh yeah, this is cool. You know, yeah, like, yeah. this it, is okay. Like, man, you, you guys could have done a little more than this, you know? And, and, and my memory of the show as a whole now, I, I don't think 
that any people of color get cast in the show as it continues. Oh, oh, oh. Chris Am Brown I... shows up in season three, I believe. <laughs> God, it just got worse. The Chris Brown. He's in the show. It's one of his first first gigs. <laughs> the number one, how is he not canceled? Chris Brown. Chris Brown. Um, the, the, the other thing, which is episode specific, is... So, you know, Seth and Ryan go to this party Yeah. after the fashion show. Now, they don't have cell phones. It doesn't appear, yeah. right? Or they, they do. No, kids have cell phones, but I don't see them with cell phones. Yeah. I, I don't see them check with the Coens about going. Yeah, they just go. They don't have a car of their own. They hop into the back of that Defender 90, that bright yellow, banana yeah. yellow yeah. How Defender did they get, 90. I said that to Jackie. I was like, how did they get home? She was like, yeah, there wasn't any Ubers back then. <laughs> yep. So we don't know how they got home. Yeah. What we do know for sure is that Kirsten and Tate Donovan, I don't remember, Jimmy. Jimmy. The yeah. next, Marissa's parents, right? Like they, they have this moment outside uh, where she says, I don't know where my son is. And he's saying, yeah, Marissa usually stays out pretty late. There's no curfew. There's no, where are you going? Like, are there going to be parents there? And if this is Seth's first time out with Ryan and Kirsten already has concerns about Ryan in the first place, I'm having a hard time believing like that they were just cool with like these boys disappearing and not knowing where they were and not knowing when they were going to come home. And then to add to this, they do come back hammered drunk and go straight to the pool house as if Sandy Cohen's not going to be sitting up and waiting on them. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I have to, I have to blame that on the pilot. Yeah. That doesn't quite add up. Um, the, the, the only way I can explain it is it's sort of like this, you can believe that the rich people in this town are detached from their kids. Sure. In this way, because, you know, you've, you've, you've seen it before. Um, yep. But the fact that Sandy and Kirsten are supposed to be different than the rest. Right. It, they don't, they don't yep. show that in their actions, you know, um, that, yeah, Sandy Cohen would be waiting up, you know, like, what are you doing? You know, but yeah, that's, that's one of the holes, the plot holes in it for sure. Um, and I think that might be the only one. Yeah, I think so. Um, but I, I was, I mean, it wasn't, I never thought about it before. Yeah, right? it but, is. Well, yeah, now this, this rewatch, I was like, what the ever living fuck? Doing? Yeah. Like, how are they not waiting on these boys? Yeah, they should be in trouble. But yeah. I mean, they need that moment of reconciliation in the pool house at the end of the night. Yeah. They and and um, they that, that, that would be stepped on by the parental. And I'll tell you this, even though I know, because I've seen it, I know Ryan's coming back. Even though I know that when, when Kirsten comes back in and he's made breakfast and he says, I understand you have a lovely family and Sandy's got to drive him back. I was so heartbroken yeah, all I, over again. I, I believed it. I believed it. I was like, oh man, this, the show's over. It's, it's, yeah. uh, it's like already over and like he's going, he's back in this abusive, you know, cause his, his mom's a terrible person and abusive to him you know and yeah and that last line even like so we got ninja t watching he's watching and okay. uh yeah you know he's he's texting with us and ninja t sent us that that uh he sent us a, a, a gif of that last line come on let's go yeah in one of our conversations this week and i was like yeah that that really hit me 
Man, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. I'm, and the, the irony is, so we record on Thursday nights. Yeah. Like Thursday night is probably going to be my OC night because I'm going to be so excited. To go to watch it because now you get the permission yeah. to go watch it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, to be, oh, to be clear, we will be uh, season one, episode two is what we'll be talking about next week. So if you want to follow along, you can catch up and, uh, you know. If you have HBO, you do have HBO Max. And it's on that. It's on that. But, you know, you could also just, I'm sure, fucking Amazon or eBay, you can get the DVDs. You could probably get the DVDs for dirt cheap. Um, yeah, dirt I have cheap. I have them on DVD. I just don't want to pull the DVDs out to watch them. So. Well, my question, I wonder uh, what kind of bonus features are on uh, the DVD. Maybe I'll pull them out and look. There might be some good stuff in there. Oh, I do know. I so I didn't look up any trivia. I wanted to look up trivia for the show. I, I know two things that are kind of wild. One, Marissa was sixteen, right? The girl that plays Marissa was sixteen when the show started. Oh, uh, what's her? Misha Barton. Misha Barton, yeah. And number two, uh, Rachel Bilson, who plays Summer, was only supposed to be in that one episode, right? Uh, that makes sense because her character is much more villainous in the episode than she she's much deeper as a character. She's my favorite character in the show. Oh, she's uh, everybody's like, favorite character. She, she if has, you, if, well, I mean, I guess like that's putting Sandy Cohen aside. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. She's the she's the best high schooler. Yeah. And she has the um, most growth, I think, over the whole series. But she has she, she's the only one that has growth over the series. Yeah. <laughs> she <laughs> she she's just very one dimensional in this first episode and, and very the mean girl. Um yeah, so there's there's great. another person, another actor who did such a good job in the well, there's two others, right? We know that she is in the holy trinity of actors who did such a good job in the pilot that they kept him on and rewrote the script to stay on. Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad. He was supposed to die in the first episode. Aaron and Paul. Yeah. The, the, oh, you mean in Breaking Bad, Aaron Paul was supposed to die. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron, say, yeah. Aaron his Paul character wasn't, wasn't supposed to make it past yeah. the first episode. And then have you ever watched Justified? I haven't. It's on my list. Okay. So the quote unquote villain played by Walter Goggins. Yeah. He was supposed to, and and that was based on like a novel, right? Okay. He was supposed to die in the first episode oh, as well, wow. yeah. and he did such a good job that they rewrote the script and kept him on. Oh wow, yeah, he's a great actor too. So. Maybe there's others that I don't know of, but those are the three that I'm super aware with, and I'm you know watch those shows. Yeah, I need to watch Justified. I heard it's good. It is. It is good in the same way that this is good in the sense that. You know, I mean, yeah, of course, there are moments in the OC that are like somewhat like poignant and challenging and like, you know, deal with relationships. But in general, right, this is just a fucking high caliber, you know, glossy product that is what you expect it to be. It's just doing it better, I think, than most other shows. Yeah, I think so. I think it surprises you a little bit too, but yeah, but I mean, it's in in the end, it's pop music, but pop music is still has value, you know. That's a good analogy. Yeah, you know, I'm with that. Like, it's okay to take pop music seriously. Mm-hmm. It's okay to treat the OC as a cultural touchstone meant to be considered. Yeah, I think that especially like that's one thing that's changed since we watched the show first was that there's such a like cynical view of things like this now 
Yeah. And, and rightfully so in some ways, but it's like, well, sometimes you just kind of throw out things that are actually good that you should be, you know, you might enjoy because you've, you know, I don't know. I'm with you. I'm totally with you. Because you're just sour on something being what some, you know, popular or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like get over your contrarianness. Yeah. Stop being a hater and learn to love the OC. Exactly. Perfect. <laughs> Get the book by Alan Wall. <laughs> cool. All right. Are you well, ready to wrap it up? Yeah. I'm going to make dinner. What are you going to have? Cucumber sandwiches? No, we're making these uh, Arizona hot dogs tonight. Okay. It's Arizona? Like, they're, they're like Arizona regional hot dogs with like, uh, it's got the cojita cheese on it and uh, candied uh, jalapenos on them. Okay. Yeah, it's supposed to be pretty. Jackie got the recipe. It's supposed to be fancy. So, um, I don't think you're weird, Jackie. You what? I don't think you're weird, Jackie. Okay, good. I'm glad you clarified that. She'll, she'll be happy. <laughs> this, I will we'll say, see if she made it this far. I gotta say, during the whole episode, she watched the episode with me. The whole episode, she was just angry that apparently Kirsten's hair in real life, the actress had short hair at the time, and you can see the extensions that they put in. Oh, really? And I still couldn't see it, but Jackie was like, see, see that there? See, I hate it when they do that. They used to do that all the time. It shows she's got short hair and they made it long. <laughs> it's just like over and over. I was like, yes, I understand. There's extensions. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, me either. Sorry to ruin the magic, but. Yeah, now yeah. I'm going to be looking for them. Yeah, well, it might be a thing where she had short hair in the pilot, and then they had they came back later to do the filming, and she actually had long hair, but who knows? We'll have to see. I'll keep you updated on that. Yeah, please do. Yeah. All right, I guess we're uh, we're out. You can check us out at our crappy website, iolts.com, or uh, you know, find us on Spotify or anywhere else where there's fine music and podcasts. <laughs> Well, you wouldn't find us in a record store, I guess, but whatever. You know what I mean. We out. See you next time. Have a good night.